0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to be screntned. Hello, this is Jeff
1: Screntney from Laba Woods. You're listening to Smart Talk, the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malucky. Starts in three, two,
2: one.
0: Now Peggy's going to want that every week,
2: and you should expect it every week. <laughs> but listen, it's a contract, isn't it?
3: Oh, sure. We've got a contract, okay. no matter how small it is. Hey, wait, wait. Why does this say here, this thing here? Oh, that, oh, that's the usual clause. That's in every contract. That just says, uh, it says, uh, if any of the parties participating in this contract are shown not to be in their right mind, the entire agreement is automatically nullified. Well, I don't know. It's all right. That, that's in every contract. That's, that's what they call a sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611.
2: Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropical climbs. True currents and thriving seas, wind blowing breathing trees, strong goes on and safe sunshine. will. Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the man. This
3: hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Jet streams, perfect air! And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova.
2: Good planets are in the main.
0: Oh, let's uh, yeah. <laughs> let's try that again, okay? Alright it's Christmas all right that's what we have to bring in here because uh, I know I've been playing uh, holiday stuff for a while but uh, this is the uh, actual Christmas show uh, as we uh, as we lurch into the holidays here full tilt boogie with no snow just holy smokes it's gonna be 50
4: suns out yeah. Although, if they opened up the blinds over there, we might see the sun, sunshine nah, out the let's, window.
0: Let's, I, I want to <laughs> make it look like we're in a cave here. And, uh, and uh, we are ready to go. Woo-hoo! because Because uh, now, I'm going to apologize at the outset here to the folks listening on our network. So if you're in Rapid City or if you're in uh, State College, PA, or if you're in Missouri... Uh, if you're in Las Vegas. Um,
4: or wherever you may be.
0: Where, wherever you're listening. Well, but I'm talking about the folks who get the one-hour yeah. version of the show. You're not going to hear It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life, which is in the second hour. So that means you got to go to MikeNovak.net or go to The Mike Novak Show on Facebook. We'll have the podcast up. And we've got a cast of thousands here in the studio. We're going to do It's a Wonderful Life in 10 minutes. Well, it's actually, it'd be like 12 or maybe 14 Ooh. minutes. The whole movie, uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, <laughs> you'll barf in your bag. Uh, <laughs> and you'll laugh and you'll
4: laugh uh, and you'll laugh. And
0: so that's, that's an annual tradition on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Uh, and I looked it up yesterday. Holy smoke, I've been doing this for 30 years. Wow. In one form or another, Mm -hmm. I started the whole thing, and I'll explain it in the second hour when when we get to that, or or some time. Basically, I took the movie, I did an audio file of it, and I cut out the non-essential parts, and I boiled it down to 10 minutes and 30 seconds, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, that so that was on tape, and then I started doing it live. Anyway. And uh, here, here we are. Here we are. But before we get to that, we get actual real gardening today. Grow in the Dark, How to Choose and Care for Low-Light Houseplants by Lisa Eldred Steinkopf. She's on the Skype machine standing by. We're waving to her right now on the Skype. Hi! And uh, you got house plants? You want to keep them alive? She's the lady to do it. We'll be right back. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. When it comes to tree care, it's all about the science. Well, there's love and history and family, too. But you definitely want the best science for your trees. That's why you should contact Bartlett Tree Experts at bartlett.com. With 120 offices around the world, including Canada, England, and Ireland, Bartlett is the largest residential tree care firm in the world. Their work is backed by the science of the Bartlett Research Laboratories in North Carolina. They pioneered integrated pest management or IPM, in the 1970s, introduced the first organic fertilizer, and now Bartlett is the first and only tree care company to research the benefits of biochar on urban soils and tree health. At the same time, they're focused on you and your needs, meaning that they'll do the right thing for your tree and you. Put science to work for your trees. Get a free estimate today, because every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com.
2: Hello, this is Brock from Hero Power. Dirty Power is suffocating Chicago. Stop paying for coal to burn and choose the easiest way to switch to clean energy today. Hero Power offers a no-hassle option for Illinois residents to pay for renewable electricity sources like wind and solar and keep paying the same rate as they did with ComEd. The same rate. It's a no brainer, your money goes toward renewable energy, and you avoid long-term contracts, termination fees, or the need to schedule another appointment. You can do all of this in just three minutes and drastically reduce your your carbon footprint right now. So don't just complain about climate change. Do something about it. By switching to Hero Power, you take a huge step towards cutting carbon emissions and utilizing our natural wind and solar energy. It's a reliable and convenient way to switch to paying for premium electricity at no extra cost. Let's fight for a clean energy future together. Get clean energy in just a few clicks at myheropower.com. Enroll today at myheropower.com.
4: Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nashicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Okay,
5: let's do it.
6: Santa bring my brother a big old box of rocks. (laughs) I've been good the whole year, but he's been bad a lot. He's gonna be so sorry when he sees that's all he got.
3: So Santa bring my brother a big old box of rocks. Santa. Watching
0: and you've seen Alright. Welcome back to the Mike Novak yeah, Show with Peggy Malecki. Yeah. And believe me, most brothers deserve a big old box of rock. What do you what have you got, cat? I
4: have no idea you what's got, on this microphone. Do
0: you have cat <laughs> hair on your on your microphone uh, something? Screen? That's I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here uh, on the uh, the holiday show. Uh, but we needed to do something that was actually real radio that was kind of serious real gardening real gardening i'll give it a ding so we're going to go to livonia michigan uh which is my old neck of the woods because i grew up in detroit uh and uh we're going to talk to lisa eldred steinkopf she's just written a new book grow in the dark how to choose and care for low light House Plants." good morning lisa
7: Good morning. How are you?
0: Okay, and we got our Skype working and everything. This is so good. I understand this is an adventure for you to be on the Skype machine.
7: Yes, I'm like, oh man. what is... I'm trying to... I had to make sure that move moved plants around so no dead ones were behind me.
0: <laughs> you know, I, it's so funny. You should say that because I take photos in my yard all the time and various places around the house. And you're all and then you take the photo when you look at it and you go, oh, my goodness, that plant's half dead behind it. Well, how did I do that?
4: Exactly. And,
0: and you know, we're, we're the gardening folks and we're supposed to get that right. But let me tell you something. Not all plants look perfect all the time. Do they, Lisa?
7: Oh, no. If they do, then you probably just bought it mm-hmm. and you've had it for five minutes. <laughs> or you're really really good.
4: Yes. I'm
7: just picking dead ends off my fern, yeah. then I decided to move it so I could I put my uh friendship plant up instead. <laughs> it looked a little better.
4: Plants <laughs> have bad hair days as well.
7: Yes, that's right.
0: That's, that's they great. they do indeed and and folks need to uh those of you listening live and those who want to catch the show later on uh uh the stream on Facebook should look at uh Lisa. Hey uh uh Ellie? Ellie? Ellie. Where Peggy was holding up a uh, product placement here. We've got a copy of the book, so we're going to get a photo. Billy's
4: getting ready to post to Instagram. W- with
0: so. with this, uh, the Santa hat. We're, uh, so Peggy's posing with her Santa hat and a copy of the book, Grow in the Dark. And I was very excited to see this when this showed up uh, because I always have plant questions about my indoor plants. Now, I can't compare with you, Lisa, because uh, there was a Detroit... Uh, was it Detroit Free Press? Uh, yes. A, a, a story that said you had 200 plants on your first floor alone. Okay. Wow. I'm not even in your league. All <laughs> right? But people think I'm nuts because I, in the summer, I've got probably 40 plants that I schlep outside and then schlep them back in in uh, the fall, and some of them are quite heavy. I have a, 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 a an eight-foot-tall Schiflura that absolutely adores being outside, Um. And it probably weighs, I don't know, 80 pounds. It's pretty yeah. heavy. It's really massive. And it's in a terracotta pot. And, and you, as you know, if you start moving those around, now, now you've got issues. You've got, that's
4: right. <laughs> you've I, got I to get it up do and down anything. the stairs and everything yeah. when you're doing that. Go ahead, Lisa.
7: Well, I just, I can't, you know, I've had back surgery, so I can't schlep all those plants. So I don't, even, I don't really take anything outside. It would take me a, a month to get them out, and then they'd be out for, a, what, a few weeks, and I'd have to, to, I'd have to start working to bring them back in before they all froze.
0: Well, here's, here's the problem. I have to because I live in a very dark home. It's an old 130-year-old home, uh, and we have, we have mitigated the light. I was looking at your tips for getting more light into your home, and that's part of what the book is all about is how do you adapt and how do you get your plants to adapt to lower light levels. And one of the ways is to get low light plants, right?
7: Right. Yes. I know it's really all about the right plant in the right place. If you you know, if you don't have enough light, if you have, you know, a dark corner, don't stick the highest light fiddly <laughs> fig like they do on every program on TV in that dark corner and expect it to live. You've got to find a plant for the place that you have.
0: But people don't know which ones are the low light plants and which are the high light plants, except for as you mentioned in the book, succulents, that's sometimes, that's kind of a no-brainer, but you could look at a ZZ plant and argue that it's a succulent and that goes in the dark.
7: It's true. And it, it, the, I tell you what, I i really shouldn't tell people, I tell people, you could almost put the ZZ plant in a closet, but please don't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it can take such low light and it still, you know, it will stretch. It will not be as, every plant that's in really low light, is not going to probably look as good as it would, you know, if it was in a little bit higher light, but a ZZ plant can—it's amazing how little light it can take. And what's nice is, like you said, it's pretty succulent. Its roots are really big and fleshy, so you're—it's it, also a non—I don't have to water it as much plant. So it's a win-win. I can put it in the in the low light, and I can—I don't have to water it as much. Plus, you know, any plant in low light doesn't need as much water as a plant in higher light. So
0: exactly. Uh, however, with ZZ plant, um, I. And I'm I'm supposed to be one of the pros here. I can't tell you how many ZZ plants I've killed, uh, by overwatering. and oh,
7: right, right, yes, definitely.
0: And and it's about so I, I I I have my latest ZZ plant is doing very well. Mm-hmm. One of the lessons I learned the last time I tried to transplant a ZZ plant, I killed it, and I it just went. <laughs> And you talk about watering first before you move it. So I didn't water it at all. I didn't water it before I moved it. I didn't water it after I moved it. I just moved it to the new pot, and then I let it sit there for a few weeks to get acclimated to it. And then I started slowly bringing in some water, and it's doing great. Um,
7: Everything works for everybody differently. I always tell everybody that I'm not the... I don't know everything, and if I did, wow, that would be great. <laughs> uh, everybody, uh, so many people amaze me with things they tell me, and I'm like, really, that did that it, that worked, and I'm, I, you know I'm always surprised. Plants are very adaptable, that's yeah. the good thing.: All right I'm gonna I, g- I was going to say ahead. I
4: think my ZZ plant, if I give it literally a quarter cup of water every couple months and it's doing fabulously. Yes, yeah. it's, it's sitting in an eastern window and happy as can be.
0: Yeah, well, that brings up a good point, and I will tell you something later. I, I don't want to monopolize the conversation here, Lisa, but later I will tell you a story before we go about an experiment I'm doing with one of my plants in the house. But Peggy brings up a really good point, which is, she said, eastern exposure. And one of the things you talk about in your book uh, is or are exposures uh, – that your plants have. And it really makes a difference whether it's an Eastern exposure, a Southern, a Western, or even a Northern exposure. So th- would you quickly go through the difference of those?
7: Yes. I, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm kind of sarcastic in my talks that I have and it's like, <laughs> they're like, which way, uh, cause we own a garden center and we've asked people, you know, which way do you face, you know, an I, I, outdoor plants, can I sell you azalea? Can I sell you a, a something, a highlight, you know, viburnum? And they're like, it faces the road. Uh, wow okay so,
4: <laughs> and which really way does the road go
7: which way does your house face if the sun is coming up in the morning when you're drinking your coffee and, and the sun is on your face it's probably east
0: you know what you know? You, need, you need to play when you go to those uh, talks is play the REM song stand in the place where you are now face north think about direction <laughs> wonder why you haven't before
7: and oh, that's I love that. I, I'm not that. I'm not that uh, adventurous, probably. <laughs> but yes, that's true. And if it comes in all day, you're in the south sun. If it if it only comes in in the afternoon, you got it's facing west. And if you never get any sun, like in your w- windows, hardly at all or at all, it's north, right? And you also have to take into account. How close is the house next door to you? Because mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, if you live in an apartment building, it could be, you know, a few feet away and it's blocking every bit of sun there is. Is there a tree outside? Maybe you do have a south window, but if there's an evergreen tree outside, it may only be like an eastern exposure. So figure out which way you face, how mm-hmm. much light you have, and what plant can live in that light that, cause, that you have to
4: offer it. Yeah. And is, gonna, is it summer or winter? Because the light's going to be different how it comes in. Correct.
7: Right. In the, in the winter, a south sun here in the northern hemisphere is going to come in and further into the room than it does in the summer. I mean, it only goes into your room maybe a couple feet because it's so high in the summer. And then you may have to move, maybe you want to move your north plants over to the south window if you can, or near the south window in the winter, and it won't probably hurt them, and it will help them because they're, it's getting more light.
0: After having been in my home now for 19 years, I can chart the sun's path. And and what's really good to think about if, if you're trying to grow plants indoors or out is the path of the sun. And you know that at the solstice, it's pretty much uh, going to be straight uh, overhead. Uh, or actually, yeah, because, uh, well, it sets in the east and rises in the west. We have east-west streets in Chicago. So uh, spring solstice, solstice. Equinox. Uh, uh, equinox, sorry. Spring equinox and fall equinox. The sun sets right at the end of the street or rises right at the end of the street in Chicago, which is really kind of cool. Not good if you're driving, but uh, otherwise. But one of the things um, uh, that happens uh, in an Eastern and a Western exposure that you mentioned in the book also is that because it's rising and setting, the rays come farther into the house. And I don't think a lot of people think about that.
7: So yeah, it it does come further in the room. So in the, on my, in my east window, I have plants probably, I'm looking at it because I'm sitting in my west window behind me, uh, you know, four or five feet into the room and they're doing fine because that sun is coming in on that angle and hitting those plants where the south sun in the summer, you know, it literally, the light's only like two feet or maybe even a foot into the, into your house. Mm. So you really have to put the plants close. And then the sun in the west, you know, it shines in a lot too, and it's a lot harsher sun. It's a, it's a hotter sun in the afternoon, so you have to consider that as well.
0: Can I ask a really, really dumb question?
7: Uh-oh. <laughs> There's no dumb question.
0: Why, no. Is, why is it hotter in, I mean, it's still the same sun, it's still the same distance, why is it hotter in the afternoon than in the morning? The 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 the, I the air <laughs> what?
7: And you think I'm gonna know that. I have no <laughs> idea. It just is. It's a harsher sun. It's hotter in this it's just
0: I don't know. I've always wondered about that. I mean it's I know hot that hot outside, hot. outside outside the heat has been building all day. So when you get those direct rays in the afternoon, Yes, I understand why it's hotter outdoors. Indoors, if you're controlling the temperature, I don't understand why the sun would be hotter coming in from the west.
7: You know what? Maybe it isn't. It seems like it is, though. It seems like it's a it's, harsher, hotter sun. It, it the windows, does. Well, are hotter. I mean, it's beaten down on my house. I don't. It just well, seems Well, ex-
0: you, you've experimented with plants for years. So your, your, um, your knowledge from this, your experience tells you that they they get more sun or they react differently to a western exposure than they do to an eastern exposure, so the, obviously there's some truth to it. I was wondering what the science is behind that
7: yes and i I'm, I'm you know I never thought about that, but i wouldn't I wouldn't probably put like an African violet it might do okay on a west window because yeah. it kind of is the same light as the east, but boy, that might get a little too hot for it in the afternoon, so i i just I just don't
0: so here you know. it is uh in in the uh, third week in December. My African violet is blooming, so I must be doing mm-hmm. something right
7: yes, it's probably had enough light all summer and all fall and it's like now it's like
4: gonna give you some flowers it is' yep. it's, it's a go treat again mines there. in an eastern window and it's blooming
0: yeah. yes, so there you go although they can be tricky too uh which takes us to we've talked a little bit about light and we've got like a, a minute and three quarters here let's start on watering because you talk about lack of watering and too much watering are the the chief causes of plant mortality i would argue that it's too much watering is the chief cause of plant mortality
7: it's too yes it is too much watering but you know i tell everybody like it it's and it's hard to do this and i didn't realize it until many years into growing plants is that every plant is going to be watered the same so when you water a plant i want water to run all the way through it and come out the bottom hole Mm -hmm. the difference is how long before you water it again You may not water your succulent or cactus again for months or a month or two months, but you may water your fern or your peace lily, you know, in the same week again. So it just, it depends on, you know, obviously it depends on how much light it's getting. If you have a, like you said, a low light plant is going to less light, less water because they're not using it. They're not using it. They're not photosynthesizing as much. So they're not using that water as much. So you just, it, you have to be careful, but always water it till it runs out the bottom. A drainage hole is number one to me. You have to have a drainage hole. And don't tell me that you can't have one in your plant because i if I have a, I can do it in any container. I have a diamond tip drill bit and there's a hole going <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'm not going to try to mess around with trying to figure out if it needs water, it doesn't need water. And it, then it's floating in water and
0: No. I bet you got a sawzall, too. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that is uh, uh, Lisa Eldred Steinkopf. Her book is Grow in the Dark How to Choose and Care for Low Light Houseplants. We got much more about this when we come back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki.
8: I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. When you imagine Santa's workshop, you might picture it on solid ground. But at the North Pole, what looks like snowy land is actually a sheet of ice floating on the Arctic Ocean. And as the climate warms, it's melting. Walt Meyer is a senior research scientist at the National Snow and Ice Data Center. He says the amount of ice in the Arctic has
2: always ebbed and flowed. The ice grows in the wintertime, and it melts in the summer, but we've seen it melting back more and more on average. Over the last four decades... We've lost over 40% of the ice cover in the summertime. We're going to continue to see less and less ice until we reach a time when essentially the Arctic, at least during summertime, becomes ice-free.
8: Meyer says that unless carbon pollution is sharply reduced, that's likely to happen by mid-century.
2: 2040 to 2050 is a pretty good guess.
8: The loss of sea ice threatens Arctic ecosystems, and the effects will be felt far beyond the North Pole. Ice reflects sunlight, but open water absorbs heat. So when sea ice vanishes, the earth warms more quickly. And as for the North Pole's most legendary resident...
2: Santa may need a boat in the not-too-distant future.
8: Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org.
9: Let's face it. Sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Body Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good.
10: Santa Claus is coming in a buggy, wuggy, choo-choo. Train, train,
5: train, train, train. train, train, train.
0: Spit it out. Train. 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 Let's rock it. (laughs) Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I forget the name of this group. I had it. You know, I do all these things, and uh, I play them, and then I forget
5: the name of the group,
0: <laughs> and I don't write it down. I just, I just record the stuff, and I just throw it out there. It boogie
4: woogie it's, Christmas. It, it's,
0: it's an Oklahoma group, though. Yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town in a boogie woogie train, and uh, I forget what the name. Brian is. Brian
4: Setzer's what's
0: No, up no. Here. Oh, maybe he did it first. Uh, this is a Oklahoma group, anyway. Welcome back to the show. We're talking to Lisa Eldred Steinkoff. Growing in the dark, ought to choose and care for low-light plants we were just talking about. We talked about light. Now we're talking about watering. Okay, I'm going to tell you the story that I was going to tell you is going to horrify you. Oh, jeez. Uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and, and when I do garden do- talks, I say, folks, I'm a professional. Do not try this at home. Because um, um, oh. you talked about the number one rule, and this is in all the books, not yours, not just yours. Uh, all the books have a drainage hole. Yeah. So. Um, A number of years ago, I was watching my peace lily, Spathophyllum, droop. And I went, oh, it's got to be a better way than me trying to keep up with the watering on this plant. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to try something. I got this nice glazed pot, and it's got no holes in it. And I'm just going to put this sucker in there because I know peace lilies love water. There are some (laughs) plants that just adore water and moisture. And some, most of them, most of them, as you know, Lisa, they, they like you said, want to be watered, then they want to just about dry out, and then they want to be watered again, and that's uh, that's kind of a, a rule of thumb. But this one, I, I just said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. So I put it in this pot with no drainage holes, and I watered it, and I just kind of kept an eye on it, and then uh, any time you know, and and you get a sixth sense about this if you are connected with your plants as you are and you write about it in the book you you kind of know you don't even have to wait for them to droop you kind of know when it's time to water and i do with this one seven i don't know if it's seven eight years later it's the best looking peace lily ever um and it's because i just keep the water maintained enough for it to soak it up but not sit in it and
7: the difference is is that you and i are perfect well I'm not a professional, but I guess we are. Yeah, kind of. played With plants forever, right? So we kind of do have that sixth sense. I can look at a plant from across the room. I I just, I just wrote a blog post recently. I went to, uh, I have been in physical therapy because I had shoulder surgery, and at the physical therapist, they had this poor peace lily. It had yellow leaves. It was drooping. And and so I took it home and I repotted it for him and I take it back and I watered it twice. I don't know what's going to happen to it when I'm not in physical therapy anymore, but I can just tell like it's just barely starting to droop. You know, I'm only there once a week now and I look over there and I'm like, oh, man, got to water the plant. So we're in we're in touch with our plants. Mm -hmm. We've kind of been doing this a long time. So we know. So, yes, we could probably and probably both of us do have plants that don't have drainage holes and we can do that. But when I'm talking to people that are newer gardeners and some of these younger kids that are just getting into plants, they better have a drainage hole, yeah. So that they are successful. And then when they are as old as us, <laughs> as <young> as us, <laughs> then they can, then they can do that and probably be able to tell from across the room that their room their plan is dry without having to go over there and stick their finger in it.
0: Yeah, and 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 and, and that's part of it. Because and and as other people have mentioned but you also mentioned in the book don't water on your schedule you water on the plant's schedule
7: that's right just i say go ahead and check it on a schedule but and but then again you talk to people like i said i'm always surprised what what people say and they're like well i water i water this plant every tuesday come you know whatever kingdom come and it it's fine and and it does well and maybe and maybe it's because you always keep your heat at the same thing and or maybe i don't know i don't know how to explain it but Some people do it, but I, I'd rather just check it on a schedule. All
0: right. Let's go into one other thing uh, before I want you to give me, because uh, you put 50 different plants in the book as well. So you probably, you folks listening, probably have one of these, and it's going to help you just by looking at the book. And pick it up again. It's a Grow in the Dark, How to Choose and Care for Low-Light House Plants. It's published, um, who's your publisher? Let's see. Uh,
7: Porto, uh cool Springs press.
0: yeah, Quarto, yeah. cool, cool Springs press. They send us a lot of stuff. They do a lot of this. Stuff. Feel, feel free. Hold up the book. Go ahead. You were doing that. You. There you go. There, she's got a copy of the book and so does Peggy.
4: Yep. So, so we're hitting all cameras
7: with the book.
0: <laughs> and, to grow in the
7: dark. and of course we know it's a play on words. Don't try to grow your plants in the dark people. <laughs> it's just,
0: unless a you, unless, and, yeah, unless you put your ZZ plant in the closet, but don't well, do that either. <laughs> right. Uh, So uh, fertilizing, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what fertilizing is.
7: You know, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I'm not the most consistent person when it comes to fertilizing. So, you know, a lot of these plants have been around here, may not look all that fabulous all the time, but they, and they may not have been fertilized for years. I'm getting better at it. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, as, a rule, as a rule, you should be fertilizing your house plants from, and when they wake up in the spring, here in Michigan or you, there in Chicago, that could be or last of February when this, actually the sun comes out and shines consistently and we'll see some new growth. You can start fertilizing then. And then I quit fertilizing about September, October because they're going to sleep. They don't need fertilizer right now. They're not going to sleep, but, you know, they're slowing down. So um, give them some fertilizer. I tell people I never really give them full strength. You know, maybe three-quarters of a strength or half strength. But you could give them a quarter strength every time you water the plant if you were so inclined. And so instead of giving them a big meal, or it's not a meal because they're not being fed by your fertilizer, mm-hmm. a big vitamin, you know, it's just a – they're just nutrients that they need. Don't – give them a little bit every time you water instead of a one big meal once a month or every fourth watering or whatever it is.
0: Well, well as you point out, and you just said, they're vitamins. It's not really um... –
7: dinner
0: it, right oh. exactly and because the sun,
7: the, the sun is the dinner yeah. right
0: the sun the plant manufactures its own food with sun right. and water and uh you know taking into account it it's got to have some decent soil not uh, pot and soil okay let's talk, talk about mix, soil yeah. potting mix because you're not taking soil out of your yard and putting no. in a pot don't do that uh talk to oh, us a little bit about yeah. mix
7: oh my gosh my brother gave me Oh, sorry, Brian. Uh, my brother gave me a plant that had been, he gotten from grandma's funeral and he didn't want it any longer. And he, uh-huh. so he gave it to me, a Norfolk Island pine. I took it out of the pot to put it in a more attractive pot or just one that I liked better. And it was literally like cement. It was a clear, a light color, dark, you know, just hard as a brick. I had to chip it off. And I'm like, what, what, where did you get this? He goes, oh, I went out in the farmer's field behind me. He lives out in the country and just grabbed a shovel full of soil. I'm like, outdoor soil does not work. People don't no, bake it. No, it no. smells terrible. <laughs> Just, you know, that was what they tell you in all those old books, to get some soil and bake it, and it smells horrible. I don't know. I've never done it. I guess it smells horrible. I'm not even going to try it. But go buy a good quality potting mix. And most of it is going to be soilless. There really isn't any soil in it. But, um, and I add some perlite. I add some vermiculite. Um, You could add some compost, so, you know, to make it more organic if you want, or you could just use compost, add some amendments to it, whatever works for you. But yes, it is not actually soil. Mm -hmm. I call it Potting medium.
0: Exactly. Uh, and um, it, you can get it anywhere. It's all prepared for you, and it's light and fluffy, and that's something yeah. you want to keep in mind. And as you mentioned, and I think this is really good advice, don't buy it with fertilizer in it already.
7: Or that soil, that stuff that keeps the soil moist or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Just some, some kind of um, polymer that keeps the water in. I wouldn't do that either. I want to be in control of the fertilizer that's going into my plant, and I want to be in control of what the water, because you're not going to know... That's going to change the whole dynamics.
0: Well, I had a really great question for you, and it just totally flew out of my head. So, let,
4: whoops. I, so did the I, book. So did the book. Whoa. <laughs> uh, it's flying off the I, shelves. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and into the control board. Uh, let's talk, pick pick a, a, a couple, three plants to talk about that you write about that uh, might be problematic for some people, but you've solved them.
7: Oh, gee. No, you've got me right on the spot. Oh, I'm sorry. I should
0: have no, warned you. B-
7: I'm just trying to think. You know, how about, how about ferns? ferns? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. And I, if you read my blog, I've had grandma's fern. I've had a piece of it since 1985 when I got married. And I just recently, when my mom moved in with my brother, I got the, p- the fern from 1957. It's in my house and it's alive. Cool. And it's been that alive that long. And everybody's like, I kill ferns. I kill ferns too, believe me. And I think the problem with Boston ferns is that people bring them in from outside. They're huge. They got 5,000 fronds and 10,000 leaflets. And you bring them in and you put them in a, a low light spot or a, even an east window and they just drop every leaflet that they have because they're they're adjusting. A plant, can only, right. a plant can only support as many leaves as it has enough sun to give it food for. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's drop any superfluous leaves that it cannot support. So they're always... So um, disgusted with their Boston fern. But my Boston fern's always been in the house. Start a plant in the house. Mm-hmm. And I up to humidity. Yeah, um, I give it east, soft wind. I have a lot of ferns. I love ferns. It's all about humidity, not letting them dry out, and giving them the right light. All
0: right. We could go on, but... Folks should pick up Sorry, the book. Really and by the plan. way, you mentioned your website, Houseplant Guru. I've got a link to it here. You can go; People can go to your blog and find out more information, and they should definitely pick up the book, Grow in the Dark. Lisa Eldred Steinkoff, thank you so much for being on the show again. We appreciate it.
7: Thank you so much for having me. And Merry Christmas. Yeah.
11: Over 8,000 chemicals are used to turn raw material into clothes, many of which are toxic to the environment, local water, and the workers who handle them. In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Consumer demand for cheap, fast fashion has created clothing that is produced in third-world sweatshops by employees working in unsafe conditions for less than a fair wage. Here are some tips for having a more eco-friendly and conscious wardrobe buy organic cotton. Producing just one t-shirt made from traditionally grown cotton takes a whopping one-third pound of toxic pesticides. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Rock the vintage green divas and dudes. Consignment is cool. Go vegan for accessories. Many designers are creating animal-friendly bags, belts, and shoes. I'm Green Diva Meg. Listen to over 500 Green Divas podcasts and learn lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com.
4: Illinois has become a national leader in solar energy installation, and right now you can save 60 to 70% on installation costs. You want it for your home or business, but you don't know where to start. So give our friends at Albright Solar a call. Albright Solar offers a boutique, hands-on approach to your situation. They know the ins and outs of local solutions, and we've worked with them for a decade. They're good people, and they know their stuff. Go to albright.solar or call 773-887-6446.
3: Farm Forward is helping to change the way our world eats and farms to promote conscientious food choices, reduce farmed animal suffering, and advance sustainable agriculture. We are changing policy, changing farming, and changing the story by working with farmers to build alternatives that put animals, farmers, and communities first. To learn more about Farm Forward's work to end animal suffering and advance sustainable agriculture, visit www.farmforward.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter and find out what you can do to help. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Farm Forward.
10: I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden on WCGO 1590 Chicago Smart Talk.
4: 2019 marked 20 years of Faith in Place, empowering people of all faiths to be leaders in caring for the earth. Not only that, right now is the 10th annual season of the Indoor Winter Farmers Market Program. Enjoy fresh local food from November through April at Indoor Farmers Markets, hosted by 16 Chicagoland Houses of Worship on select Saturdays and Sundays. Faith in Place accepts Illinois Link Card Snap Benefits. For a market schedule and more info, go to faithinplace.org
5: giving beats everything and nobody beats the whiz
12: if you're having a hard time finding that special Christmas gift and you live near Suckersana, New Jersey giving will be a lot easier this year Nobody Beats the Whiz is opening another superstore this Friday November 29th on Route 10 at the Roxbury Mall in Sakasana. be there
0: I'll be there for Christmas as always,
2: <laughs> nobody beats the whiz Christmas time is here, by golly, disapproval would be folly. Deck the halls with hunks of holly, fill a cup and don't say when. Kill the turkeys, ducks and chickens, mix the punch, drag out the dickens. Even though the prospect sickens, brother, here we go again.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing beats Tom Lair. Uh, and before that, we had uh, Joe Namath talking about Succasana, New Jersey, which I need to run out to uh, because the whiz is going uh, something I should know about here, Peggy, just kind of...
4: Oh, just we're getting Facebook reports of people saying they can't hardly hear us.
0: Oh, no, that's probably... I wonder if that... You're turning it up? Okay. Are we better, Facebook?
4: Okay. Christine, Nancy...
0: They're turning it up. They've got the big crank in their... All right. Hey, listen, I'm going to play something now that... I uh, started last year. Uh, this was uh, something that uh, I put together for Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, and uh, unfortunately, it bit the dust this year. And that's that's just really sad. But we, uh, I'm uh, okay. Let's there that it was
4: Chicagoland Gardening pardon? Chicagoland Gardening.
0: I didn't bite the dust, no. What
4: you put together didn't bite the dust, Chicagoland Gardening. And I wrote
0: this last year, so I thought, you know, let's let's bring it out uh, one more time and uh, play this for the holidays. We'll make it a tradition until people get sick of it. So here we go. Marley was dead, to begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. I had done the deed myself, agonized over the decision, chosen the tools, picked the day, performed the execution, tidied the area, and retired to my quarters for some Netflix reflection and a libation. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. So it was with a start that I awoke in my easy chair, libation now spread across my khakis, to confront an apparition in my home entertainment room. It was gnarled, gaunt, branched, and stark. Something strayed out of the nightmare before Christmas. And completely blocking the view of my brand-spanking-new mega-80-inch flat-screen TV. Who are you? I ventured trying to keep the conversation breezy while craning my neck to determine if I could see around the thing, and wondering just how many libations I had managed to consume before nodding off, and exactly how far back I would need to rewind to catch up with the plot line. After all, this vision could simply be an undigested bit of pepperoni, a blot of melted chocolate, a crumb of a cheese stick, a fragment of an underdone corn dog. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, I thought, wondering how in the world that popped into my head. Ask me who I was. Well, if you're going to play 20 questions, whatever. Who were you then? I sighed, perhaps a bit too obviously. In life, I was your tree, Marley. Uh oh. "'I suddenly became aware that we had an issue here. "'Do you mind if I refresh my libation?' I ventured. "'At this the spirit raised a frightful cry "'and shook its chain with such a dismal and appalling noise "'that I figured I'd sit and wait out the drink for a few minutes. "'Mercy, mercy me!' I exclaimed. "'Things ain't what they used to be. "'Dreadful apparition, why do you trouble me?' "'Man of the cable-free mind!' exclaimed the ghost tree. "'Do you believe in me or not?' "'Dude, absolutely! But what's with the chain?' "'I wear the chain-link fence you built next to me in life,' the tree replied. "'Do you know what happens when a tree grows into one of those things?' Do you know how freaking impossible it is to separate chain-link fence from xylem, phloem, and bark? These are the patterns I bore, link by link and yard by yard, girded on to me by lousy sighting and indifferent care. Is its pattern strange to you? It was at this point I began to understand that this could escalate into a serious standoff. Okay, okay, I feel your pain. But do you know how expensive one of those trendy wooden fences is? All of them eventually rot. And and this was my first home with real trees. I didn't really know what I was doing. Besides, I was always pulled away by my business. Business! (laughs) cried the ghost tree, shaking its branches and littering twigs and stems all over the carpet, couch, and snack tray. Horticulture was your business. Some decent pruning was your business. Mulching, watering, and a little TLC were all your business. The dealings of your career were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of your backyard business." Uh, That last sentence left me scratching my head, but the spirit seemed rather agitated, and I thought it best to let it get all of that frustration out of its system. "'Hear me!' cried the ghost. My time is nearly gone. You will be haunted by three master gardeners. (laughs) Whoa, no, I blurted before I could stop myself. Uh, No offense, but I have a conference call first thing in the morning, and I will be going full tilt boogie for the whole week. I don't have time for that stuff. I was stunned by my own forcefulness, and so was the specter. I dialed back my energy. I have a suggestion for Plan B, I said, trying to judge how that would play out with the specter that had invaded my rec room. Is there a movie that you've always wanted to see? The ghost tree swayed in the ectoplasmic breeze, contemplating my offer. Well, everybody tells me that Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy is really cool, it said a little shyly. Done, I replied, heading to the kitchen. I'll make some popcorn, and you make yourself comfortable. Try not to shed on the chip dip. Marley, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful
5: friendship.
11: I can't stop this
5: feeling deep inside of me.
0: An Xmas Carol by Mike Novak. Originally appeared in the November-December 2018 issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. And welcome back. There we go. We'll be right back with It's a Wonderful Slice. Stay
13: tuned. Captain's Log, Stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus.
0: That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf killer asparagus was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author mike novak
13: mike novak i'm familiar with his work and so am i
0: Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century.
8: Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe.
13: Raven Gashplach my favorite holiday dish. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data,
8: options. It seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. Aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener. I
13: prefer my asparagus with a side of patach catach. Mr. Wolf, are you joking? Actually, Captain, I believe he is choking.
3: Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and Make me healthy, wealthy,
1: wide awake Lettuce, tomatoes, root and babe. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good foodie. All I need
0: is good foodie. All well, here foodie. we are. Oh, oh, oh. All met here in the studio. Wait. Wait. For the holiday special, It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life, cast of thousands. <laughs> uh, thousands, thousands. Uh, and they're all here. They're all in the studio. All except, oh, and look at the uh, the graphic we've got it's snowing in bedford falls which is so great uh, it's
4: not snowing here but it's snowing in bedford
14: <laughs>
0: uh, that's true that's the oh uh, well, okay that's, what was that uh, <laughs> that was andrew rich connecting in that was oh cool. that's rich oh, yay so just got on, he's
14: on
4: the brick i don't think he's ready yet so okay, okay. No, god, no, that's fine. god
0: is god is checking in with
4: us has entered the building
0: god <laughs> 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 there you go uh Here we are with the – I was looking this up yesterday, and it's really terrifying when you go online, and you can find videos and audio from 10 and 20 years ago with your name on it doing this bit. And then I realized I started the bit in 1988. All right, so – Excuse me. So we're 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 at 31 years and counting here. This is really terrifying. Uh, And I found an old video of myself perform. Yes, uh, Bill.
13: And 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 this is your level of organization after 31 years. (laughs) I'm astounded.
0: Bill this is as, What
4: and your your point would be? This
0: is uh, I, I can't work under these conditions, Mike. Uh, all right, you may leave right now. He stomped
4: out of the building. Uh, about
0: it. Because I have played all the roles, roles in this and I know all the roles. So even <laughs> if you're not here, the show will go on. And you're the guy with the with the show about showbiz. Come on, man. That's Bill Turk by the way from Playtime with Bill Turk and Kerry Kendall. All right, and uh, right here on WCGO at uh, one o'clock, one to three, we also have in the uh, the studio uh, Justin Golovsek. Yes, yes. Uh, from Gabby Road,
6: he got it right. He All did. right,
0: Golovsek. <laughs> we... Ah, da bonnie, <laughs> Justin Golovsek. <laughs> So. Uh, and Hannah Stanley is so here.
12: So easy. Yes, so easy. Say hi, Hannah.
0: Hi. Um, hi, Hannah. Also, hi, also from Gabby Road, now from 11 to 1, right hi. after our show. And they talk about all kinds of good stuff. As I mentioned, Bill talks about uh, uh, showbiz and writing and the arts and it's uh, uh, and a lot of other stuff. Beer as well.
13: A lot of other. I a always of. have a good good craft beer in the studio. Uh, we
0: also have Rod Cowgill from Mighty House. Uh, lean into the mic there, Ron. Say hi. Good morning. It's good to have you here on the show. <laughs> hey, what's on your show next week, Ron? Oh, uh,
1: It is a recycled show uh, next week. Uh, okay, so if, they'll be re- recycling. In good.
0: case you don't know, uh, Mighty House um, is moving to a different kind of venue uh, as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be uh, strictly a YouTube and podcasting kind of operation, and uh, you can still catch them. So go to MightyHouse.net. And uh, you can find that. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Andrew Marshall, who's uh, our intrepid engineer. Uh, Hi. And he's playing. Hello. Hi. He's, Hi. Hi. he's too busy in there. I, I, busy guy. Are you going to be able to handle those roles, Andrew?
14: I am, because I, I think I played similar ones last year. I remember that. Uh, okay. So I think I, I got him. I was reading through the lines, and it uh-huh. makes sense. I, uh, I was okay. like, i said this before,
0: so that's good. And <laughs> Ellie Sanchez is in there, too. Are you going to come in here, Ellie, or are you going to do it in there?
3: Hello, I can only barely
0: hear you right now. Can we oh, put on? Uh, she needs headsets. But we can hear you. That's I can okay. Hear we, you know. uh, but Ellie's playing a couple of roles too, and so here's the cast. Have we got? And,
4: and there's a disembodied.
0: Is God Rich Cowgill somewhere? Up there? Is is God ready yet? No. Um,
14: well, God connected briefly, and then he sort of went away, and then he connected <laughs> again. So that's
0: how God works in mysterious
1: ways. Just and, letting you know. And we
4: have a listener who wants to know why Ron is not wearing his festive red Ohio
1: State sweatshirt. I wasn't sure if I was going to have a red background, and then I would just look like a floating head. So that's, yeah. I, you can't wear red in this studio.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, here's the t- tough part. When we come back, last year we had 17 minutes to do it. This year we have 15. Ooh. So we're going to get right into it. The we got on. We, we got a hard break coming up now, and then when we do this. So when we return, it's a wonderful slice of it's a wonderful life. Stay tuned.
2: Hello, this is Brock from Hero Power. Dirty Power is suffocating Chicago. Stop paying for coal to burn and choose the easiest way to switch to clean energy today. Hero Power offers a no-hassle option for Illinois residents to pay for renewable electricity sources like wind and solar and keep paying the same rate as they did with ComEd. The same rate. It's a no Trainer, Your money goes toward renewable energy and you avoid long term contracts, termination fees, or the need to schedule another appointment. You can do all of this in just three minutes and drastically reduce your your carbon footprint right now. So don't just complain about climate change. Do something about it. By switching to Hero Power, you take a huge step towards cutting carbon emissions and utilizing our natural wind and solar energy. It's a reliable and convenient way to switch to paying for premium electricity at no extra cost. Let's fight for a clean energy future together. Get clean energy in just a few clicks at myheropower.com. Enroll today at myheropower.com.
0: 2019 marked 20 years of faith in place empowering people of all faiths to be leaders in caring for the earth not only that right now is the 10th annual season of the indoor winter farmers market program enjoy fresh local food from november to april at indoor farmers markets hosted by 16 chicagoland houses of worship on select saturdays and sundays faith in place accepts illinois link card snap benefits for a market schedule and more info go to faithinplace.org
4: Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike at MikeNovak.net. Or also at TheGreenDivas.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on the Smart Talk Radio Network. Podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. Sign up to get our newsletter on the homepage and support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net.
13: Christmas, Christmas time is here And Christmas songs you love to hear Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer But mostly shopping, shopping, shopping Christmas, Christmas time is here The sleigh bells and the red-nosed deer Songs and songs we love to hear All played a thousand times each year Heard this same song twenty times And it's only Halloween I say
5: <laughs> <before that time. laughs> Christmas Eve Christmas, Christmas time Herald is here And Christmas songs you love to hear
0: I would love to play that all the way through, but... Shopping, 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 there's no way because we have to get on with the business at hand uh we're missing god so god will be played in studio here <laughs> i can't believe we're missing god how does that happen well it, it, given it's the
12: state of our nation it's yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go folks thank you hannah stanley all right stand by for the 31st year drum roll please i feel really old all right here we go it's a wonderful slice of it's a wonderful life.
6: Hello, Joseph. Trouble? A lot of people are asking for help for a man named George Bailey. Joseph, send for Clarence.
0: You sent for me, sir? Yes, Clarence. A man down on earth needs our help. Sir, if I should accomplish this mission, might I perhaps win my wings? Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey, and you'll get your wings. Oh,
6: thank you, sir. Thank you. See the town? Hey, who's that? That's your problem, George Bailey. That's him when he was 12.
12: Help, George, help!
6: Hang on, Harry. George saved his brother brother's life that day.
12: Mr. Potter! Who's
6: that? That's Henry F. Potter, the richest and meanest man in the county.
13: Mitch McConnell, or or I mean, Mr. Potter, what makes you such a hard-skulled character? You can't begin to spend all the money you've got.
0: Oh, I suppose I should give it to miserable failures like you and that idiot brother of yours to spend for me.
14: Uh, it's not a failure. You're not. You're the biggest man in town. Bigger than him, bigger than... Get cut off everybody <laughs> everybody
4: <laughs> george bailey i'll love you to the day i die
14: oh hello mr grower
0: <laughs> oh whoa, 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 whoa. that wasn't supposed to be there let's try this again uh no it's still hello, there mr. Grower. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's try this instead where i go <laughs> capsules
1: uh
14: don't hit my sore <laughs> ear again don't hit my
1: sore ear again Genuine English cowhide combination locks, fitted up with brushes,
0: coats... Nope, 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 nope.
1: I, I want
0: a big one. Good afternoon, Mr. Bailey. Hello, Violet. Hey, you look good. That's some dress you got on there.
12: Why, this old thing. Why, I only wear it when I don't care how I look.
0: Boy, oh boy, oh boy, my last meal at the old Bailey boarding house.
13: You wouldn't consider coming back to the building and alone now, would you, George?
0: I want to do something big and something important. Pop... I think I'll get dressed and go over to Harry's party.
13: Hee-haw! Uh-oh,
0: Sam Wainwright. Well, hello. Hello. And and dance dance by the the light of the moon. moon. A hot dog, just like an organ. Mary, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the year after that. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and
1: I'm going to see the world. George, come on home, quick. Your father's had a stroke.
6: Now we come to the real purpose of the meeting, to appoint a successor to our dear friend Peter Bailey.
0: Therefore, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion to dissolve this institution and turn its assets and liabilities over to the receiver. Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him. But to you, a warp-frustrated old man,
6: they're cattle. Sentimental hogwash. George, they voted Potter down. They've appointed George as, as executive secretary to take his father's place.
0: I'm leaving. I'm leaving right now. I'm going to school. This is my last chance. Uncle Billy here. He's your man.
1: Oh, whoa, look. <laughs> My wild Irish rose Oh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm okay
0: <laughs> I know, I know, he didn't go That's right uh, Hello, Mary, I, I just happened to be passing by
4: Yes, so I noticed Well, are you coming in or aren't you?
0: Well, I'll come in for a minute
4: Would you like to sit down?
0: All right, for a minute
4: Would you rather leave?
0: Now you listen to me I don't want any plastics and I don't want any ground floors and I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do and you're and you're Oh Mary, 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 George George, du- George, George. Don't
6: Who's don't look now, but there's something funny going on over there at the bank. George, I've never really seen one, but that's that's all the earmarks of being a run.
0: If you close your doors before six PM, you will never reopen. Three, two, one, bingo! We made it! Close the door, we made it! Look, look, we're still in business. We still got two bucks left. A toast, a toast, to mama dollar and a papa dollar. And if you want to keep this old building and loan in business, you better have a family real quick.
13: I owned a house, me, Giuseppe Martini. I own my own car, but a neutral house. <laughs>
0: Bailey family's been a boil on my neck long enough. Well, I suppose I'll find out sooner or later, but what exactly did you want to see me about? The point is, I want to hire you. George, I'll start you out at $20,000 a year. The answer's no. No, doggone it. You, You sit around here and you spin your little webs and you think the whole world revolves around you and your money. Well, it doesn't, Mr. Potter in the in the whole vast configuration of things i'd say you were nothing but a scurvy little spider and that goes for you too
6: now you've probably already guessed that george never leaves bedford falls no
0: joseph now show him what happened today <laughs>
1: 8000 oops
0: <laughs> we've got to find that money You have a line.
1: Uh, I'm no good. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that money, you
0: silly, stupid old fool? Where's that money? You realize what this means? It means bankruptcy and scandal and prison. One of us is going to jail. Well, it's not going to be me. Hello, darling.
12: Hello, Daddy. Hello, Daddy. Uh,
0: Must she keep playing that?
14: Daddy, the Browns next door
5: have a new car. You should see
0: it. uh, What's the matter with our car? Isn't it good enough for you?
3: Excuse me.
0: Excuse you for what? I burped. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Mrs. Welsh? Say, what kind of a teacher are you anyway? Hello, who's this? Oh, Mr. Welsh. Okay, that's fine, Mr. Welsh. Give me a chance to tell you what I really think of your wife.
14: Daddy, how do you spell hallelujah?
0: How should I know? What do you think I am, a dictionary? Tommy, stop that. Stop it. Janie, haven't you learned that silly tune yet? You play it over and over again. Now, Now stop it. Stop it. Well, what's the matter with everybody? Janie, go on. I told you to practice. Now go on. Play.
4: Daddy! (laughs) Must you torture the children?
0: Is Daddy in trouble?
4: Yes, Pete.
0: I'm in trouble, Mr. Potter. I've got to raise $8,000 immediately. "'You once called me a warp-frustrated old man. "'What are you but a warp-frustrated young man? "'Miserable little clerk crawling here on your hands and knees and begging for help. "'No securities, no stocks, no bonds. "'Nothing but a miserable little $500 equity and a life insurance policy. (laughs) "'You're worth more dead than alive.' But I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, George. I'm going to swear out a warrant for your arrest. Misappropriation of funds. Malfeasance. Manipulation. Minneapolis. All of those really big M-words.
13: Why you drink so much, my friend? Please, go home, Mr. Bailey. This is a Christmas Eve. Bailey?
6: Next time you talk to my wife like that, you'll get worse. Ah, look what you
0: did. My great-grandfather planted this tree. Come back here, you drunken fool.
1: Erk, erk. Hey, what's the matter with you? Look where you're going.
0: Uh,
1: uh, help!
3: help! Help!
0: Well, who are you then? Clarence Oddbody, AS2. AS2? Uh, what's that AS2? Angel, second class. Well, why'd you want to save me? Oh, that's what I was sent down for. I'm your guardian angel. Well, you look about like the kind of angel I'd get. What'd you say? I said I wish I'd never been born. Oh, no, you mustn't say that. Wait a minute. Joseph? You've got your wish. You've never been born. Well, I need a couple of good stiff drinks. How about you, angel? You want a drink? (laughs) Where's my car? I beg your pardon? Macar, Macar, I'm the fellow that owns the car that ran into your tree. You must mean two other trees. You had me worried. One of the oldest trees in Pottersville. Pottersville? Why you mean Bedford Falls? I mean Pottersville. Well, come on, Gabriel.
13: Clarence.
0: Clarence. Clarence. Uh, mulled wine, heavy on the cinnamon and light on the cloves. Off with you, lad, and be lively.
13: Hey, look, mister, we serve hard drinks in here for men who want to get drunk fast, and we don't need any characters around giving the joint atmosphere. Is that clear, or do I have to slip you my left for a convincer?
5: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Every time you hear a bell ring, it means that some angel's just got his wings.
13: That does it. Out you two go. Through the door or out the energy-efficient window. Hey, get me. I'm giving out wings.
0: You're crazy. That's what I think. You're screwing. You're driving me crazy, too. I'm seeing things here. I'm going home and see my wife and family. You understand that? And I'm going home alone. Ernie, take me home. I'm going off my nut. Where do you live? Well, now, doggone it, Ernie. Don't you start pulling that stuff. You know where I live. 320 Sycamore. Now hurry up.
1: All right, all right. 320 Sycamore. Watch him, Bert.
0: Bert! Ernie, what's the matter with you two guys? You, you, you were here at my wedding You, you, you Both of you stood out on the porch and sung to us. Don't you remember? Shh. Mother. Mother, this, this is George. I thought sure you'd remember me. George who? All I know is that this should be Bailey Park, but where are the houses? Gone. Where's Harry? Dead. Where's Mary? Virgin. Uh, you're not going to like it, George. Where's Mary? Where is she? Where is she? She's just about to close up the library. Ah, uh, there must be some easier way for me to get my wings. Mary! Mary! It's it's George! Don't you know me? I don't know you! Let me go! Mary, please! Oh, don't do this to me! Please, Mary, help me! Where's our kids? Ah! I, uh, stand back! Help me, Clarence! Please! Please! I want to live again! George! Hey! What's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert! Or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam hell are you yelling for, George? Bert, do you know me? Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? <laughs>
5: <laughs> My mouth's
0: bleeding, Bert. My mouth's bleeding. Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu. There they are. Bert, what do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Yay! Hello, Bedford Falls! Merry Christmas, Movie House! Merry Christmas, Emporium! Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan! Hey, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter! Happy New Year to you in jail!
14: Merry Christmas, Christmas Daddy. Daddy!
0: Kids, Janie, Tommy! Daddy! Daddy! Zuzu, get a little closer to the microphone. <laughs> My little gender snap. How do you feel?
10: Fine. Not a smidge of a
4: temperature.
0: George! Oh, let me touch you. Are you real? You have no idea what's
1: happened to me. Come on, George. Come on downstairs. Come in. Uncle Billy. Everybody. Mary did it, George. Uh, what's that? She told, <laughs> she told some people you were in trouble, and they scrowled all over town collecting money. Harry...
6: A toast to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Should
5: all old acquaintance the be forgotten, That, that never and brought live to life, We're, get, get, we're get making
0: Zuzu, get up to the mic. Here. Zuzu, get the mic. Get into the mic. Sing lower. And then
5: they go away. And Susan says,
3: uh, "Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings."
0: That's right. That's right. At a boy, Clarence. For
3: all things,
5: my dear. For all
0: lang syne. With the music coming out, we'll take a cup of kindness yet. we We'll be right back. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Okay,
4: now I get to use it.
0: This is Mike Novak. The song says it's the most wonderful
13: time of the year, unless you're homeless. And I'm Bill Turk. It's hard to know what to do, but you can design a care kit for people in need, something that will do some good in the short run.
4: And I'm Peggy Malecki. The number one item people need is good socks, high-quality wool or thermal. Hats, gloves and scarves are also important, along with hygiene products like deodorant, body wash, toothbrushes and toothpaste, Band-Aids, lip balm, wet wipes, even nail clippers.
0: Food products can include high-protein snacks, easy-to-open tuna, crackers and peanut butter, applesauce, granola bar or fruit rolls. And I put everything in a one-gallon Ziploc bag.
13: And if you can, make a connection. Offer a smile, or even your first name.
4: And don't forget to include some feminine products, too.
13: You're not changing the world.
4: Just making one person's world
13: a little better for a little while.
0: Hello,
9: Hello everybody. We're Fleming and John. Hello. And we want to sing for you this evening one of our all-time favorite holiday classics. Sleigh bells
5: ring Are you listening In the lane the snow is glistening
9: A beautiful sight where are happy tonight Walking
0: Me, uh, you told me you wanted me to play yep. one of my favorites. This is one of oh, my favorite yeah. Christmas carols of all time.
4: Start the steering wheel yeah. yeah.
0: So welcome back to the Mike Novak <laughs> Show with Peggy Malecki. And uh, now we're all still in the studio. Time to do the post-mortem. Has, uh
13: you wouldn't let us leave.
0: Uh, we locked the we doors. Lock, we tried. Lock the doors. It's a, a very... Threatening Christmas.
12: That. <laughs> <laughs> what, Hannah? What,
1: what did I miss? I, I'm healthy. It's okay. No,
12: he reached over for a water bottle, and I'm like, I thought that was mine, and I might have drank some of that. Uh-huh. So well, we'll see. You were
0: just worried about the vodka in it.
12: Yeah, that's why it's, it's like being on a funny. prison tier in here, man. <laughs> oh like, wait, I thought I walked in with that water
4: bottle. I don't know. None uh, of us I don't know. know. Well, for people watching on Facebook, wait till you see what Rick Mayo is going to look like.
13: <laughs> <laughs> the weather from Bedford Falls.
4: Yes. Uh, and well, if you're not watching on Facebook, go tune in because we are in Bedford Falls right now.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. We got to thank uh, Andrew for our wonderful holiday scene. Uh, great stuff, Mister uh,
1: Overachiever, as usual.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What's he going to do on Saturday mornings now, Ron? I have. I no think idea.
1: he's going to sleep. He, uh, which I think
14: he needs.
0: Did they so. give you a schedule yet, uh, Andrew?
14: Yes. That that deal has been done. So I'm going to come later, but I'm you still sleeping. Yeah. Thank uh, you. My, my parents uh, will be happy about that
1: one. I not <laughs> have to drop them off here. You'll be happy
14: morning.
0: about I won't be getting. I won't be getting emails from him at 4 a.m. on Saturday anymore. No, you won't. Where's, where's the spot log? How come you haven't sent that to me yet?
4: like what are you doing up at four in the morning dude uh,
0: but <laughs> hey uh, let's reintroduce our uh, the folks uh, in the studio here of course we've got peggy malecki but we have ron colgill from mighty house hey 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 uh justin glove from uh, gabby road <laughs> justin is just in time uh and uh hannah stanley from gabby road Hello. what are you guys talking about today
12: Oh, my goodness. Tim Kazarinski is on from Saturday no. Night Live and and Police Academy we were just talking about. Um, and so many other great things. He was actually the wizard and Wicked uh, mm-hmm. in the touring company. So, yeah, he's on to talk about his former cast member, Eddie Murphy, who was on last night. Right. Did you guys yeah. watch that? I did. And you watched it.
0: I did. Yeah. So what, what was your uh, reaction last night?
12: The new bits were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 cold, the cold open was, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, the new bits were really good.
6: <laughs> uh-huh. You know when you just they try just two. It's like yes, we're going to bring everything back, every
0: single one,
6: right? Yeah. Every that, single that's one. That's what that... I. That's what I'll say.
0: But the
4: new bits were awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: but the new bits. <laughs> but the new
4: bits. <laughs> and and your cohort Fred
12: is watching right now from Cambodia. Cambodia. He
0: is. What the heck? I know that guy's like.
12: No, he. It's a really. It's hard to be Fred.
0: <laughs> no, Nobody wants to be Fred, right? No, yeah. no. Nobody. Nobody. Well, Fred. Yeah, well. Uh, where where I, is that one? Oh, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be here, right here. But... It, but
12: the new bits were awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and in honor of Fred. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. Okay, there you go. Yes! We got to always play that go. whenever we're talking yeah. uh, about Fred. So, uh, uh, well, good. Tim Casper, is he going to be right here in the studio? Or? Uh,
12: he is here in the studio. Cool. It is, of course, the 45th anniversary of Saturday Night Live this year. It's also the 60th anniversary of Second City. So we have... Wow. holy smokes. Yeah, smoke. really? we have Jen coming in from Second City um, to talk to us about all of that. And um, really, a comedian uh, friend of ours who hosts a podcast. So it's a whole bunch of what theater in Chicago has meant to the world comedically. You know,
0: you're stealing Bill's turf here.
12: Yeah.
6: The, the whole showbiz <laughs> thing.
13: Just broadening the message. Before. I've I've
6: I've been looking down the entire show. here.
13: <laughs>
6: uh,
0: uh, Bill, would you like to? Would you like rebuttal? Uh,
13: you know what? Anyone anyone who talks about the arts and theater in this city, uh, we're we're behind a thousand percent. Yeah, agreed. not enough conversation here. By 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 the way, yes, um, the arts. Uh, theater being important to that, the arts generates one-fourteenth, and this is a, a low-ball number, one-fourteenth um, of the entire U.S. economy, $768 billion. Wow. Holy smoke.
12: Yeah. And how much? Well, which is art. why it's give good that, that, that the new bits. Give that quote again. Good.
13: <laughs> $768 billion that the, that the arts generate in this, uh, to the U.S. economy, and that's a low-ball number. That's a very low-ball number.
12: And that's really – we haven't factored in all the Lin-Manuel Miranda money, so that's totally – that adds – that doubles it.
0: Wow. And you, <laughs> and you know what Barack Obama says about that?
12: That makes no sense. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, but that's great. that's a that's an so this is why we need to cut back on the arts. We need to cut you know <laughs> yes, P- PBS funding and uh, NPR funding as much as we can possibly do.
13: Well, the city of Chicago just uh, just celebrated the year of Chicago theater mm-hmm. um, and and they they invested three million dollars into local theater just in the taxes alone on Uber and parking and people going out for drinks and dinner before and after. They they more than made back their money, so it was a net positive investment for this city. You can't say that about many things mm. in this city mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. from a budget standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the arts make money, recycling, and that's why we I do mean... the show. <laughs>
12: <laughs> that, and that's what they're doing with that, so that many was, of the old bits. I, I it I was know. the recycling.
13: And, and by the by the way, speaking of theater, Hannah, we have Hannah, a little... let it go, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, of theater, and, and it's a wonderful oh, slice. Speak- yes. We have we have an original play in our uh, in our second hour really? uh, today. Santa, you're fired.
6: <laughs> but do you uh, notice that none of us were invited to be a part of it? <laughs> like,
0: well, if you listened to our bit, that's
13: the reason. Okay, because I respect you more than Novak does. <laughs> I'm kidding. If, if I'm you kidding.
0: listen to how how, and by the way, folks, if you're listening now, that was not rehearsed. I bet you couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, that's that's always the danger of it. We go into it each year without a rehearsal and it
4: just wouldn't be the same if we rehearsed. Ron
0: Coggle, you're awfully silent. Yeah, hey. awfully quiet back <laughs> there. I hang
1: out in the background. That's what I do. Uh
0: I gotta tell you, you guys don't know this, but Ron decided to tear apart my house just before the
1: holidays. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. I did it, that, I did it to my house too, just so you know. Really? Oh yeah. What are you doing on your house? I repainted the entire first floor. So that means everything got ripped out. Uh, all the bookcases got emptied. All the pictures came off the walls.
4: Everything moved.
1: Uh, and ours, too. Yeah. We're putting in. Destroyed. Ins- <laughs> I destroyed two houses a week oh before Christmas.
0: <laughs> right. And so we're we're living in squalor on the first floor, and um, it's like a hoarder's nightmare uh, because we had to take everything from upstairs and move it downstairs so that they could rip out the plaster and lath and blow in insulation yeah. and then drywall, and there's dust on everything
1: Everything, everything, yep. everything in the house. Right and we up. had two air scrubbers running and plastic up, and that dust still, still gets goes everywhere. everywhere. No,
12: oh, yeah. I went the smart way and just decided to rip up one room of carpeting at a time. But yesterday, I hauled in 55 boxes of flooring. <laughs> so that's in my dining room. So
0: why is everybody doing their home improvement during the holidays? we have
12: time off from our... Like regular day to day jobs, so now I can put in uh, yes. four time rooms off? of flooring.
0: Uh, time off. Time off. I'm. What? I'm.
6: I don't know what that
0: my, is. No. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> no. I'm no, in, no. No. I'm in the middle of caroling season. I'm off to the Morton Arboretum when I'm done here today. Oh, lovely. I'm singing today and tomorrow at the Morton Arboretum at their illumination. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, apparently they're sold out. So if you mm-hmm. want tickets, uh, they too bad. Ain't...
13: I'm actually the uh, the lukewarm owls, or are... did I get that right? What the
1: <laughs> lukewarm owls? <laughs>
13: The semi-frozen sparrow? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, the
0: frozen robins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank uh, you. That's
4: you were close, right. man. Go, you were close. Go back in the corner where you were standing. <laughs> the,
0: I call them the thermally challenged avians, okay?
4: <laughs> what, what, what did somebody say over at City Grange? It's the frozen robins and what about Batman?
0: Oh, something about Batman. (laughs) You know, Batman and Robin. Anyway, uh, listen, thank you guys for doing it. Here's the sound effect that never made it into it. It didn't make it into it last year because I was setting up the sound effects and then we found out that Rich Calgill wasn't going to be available, so this never made it in for Stand Back. Okay, that would have been nice, but that's okay. Uh, Thank you guys all for being good sports and coming in and being part of this. Now you've got one under Well. Ron's got several and Bill's got several under their belt and it still doesn't help. It's on my resume.
1: Yeah. No, it doesn't help at all. I'm off to Habitat for Humanity, so we'll see you later. Okay.
0: (laughs) When we come back, Rick DeMaio weather, he's gonna appreciate his image on the Facebook screen. It's the Mike (laughs) Milbox show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back.
4: Illinois has become a national leader in solar energy installation, and right now you can save 60 to 70% on installation costs. You want it for your home or business, but you don't know where to start. So give our friends at Albright Solar a call. Albright Solar offers a boutique, hands-on approach to your situation. They know the ins and outs of local solutions, and we've worked with them for a decade. They're good people, and they know their stuff. Go to albright.solar or call 773-887-6446. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're working on our science every show. Well, the
13: elm leaf beetle uh, and elm flea weevil are the two main ones that that hit the elm trees, the hybrid elms. Elf leaf beetle. Elm leaf beetle.
0: Elm leaf beetle and the flea. Uh, Elm flea weevil. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Easy for you to say.
4: Sundays, nine to eleven a.m., fifteen ninety and ninety-five nine. Chicago's Smart Talk.
1: Thank <laughs> you.
0: back to the Mike Novak Show. I can't keep this nose on. What? What is? Where are those hairs coming from on that microphone? I have no idea.
4: It's, it's, uh, it's like some some synthetic something exploded on this microphone.
0: Oh, uh, and, and
4: static electricity is pulling it all in. It's
0: terrifying. <laughs> uh, let's go to our meteorologist, Rick DeMaio. And, Rick, there are a lot of people unhappy with you today.
10: Um, and the reason is because why?
0: Uh, well, some people are happy that it's going to be 50 degrees. Yay! If, okay, <laughs> Peggy's not unhappy with you. Some people are unhappy that there will not be a white Christmas in Chicago.
10: Oh, oh! from that standpoint. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we're getting used to that by now, aren't
0: we? <laughs> you know, and, and there was a report that came out. I don't know if you saw it recently. It was a prediction of by, I don't know, it was like 2030 or I think 2050, which cities would uh were less likely to have white christmases um and uh i i saw the the one that struck me was the city of montreal and it was going to go from it was going to really yeah it uh it it was going to really dip for some reason and and i don't have that in front of me if i can track it down while we're talking i will tell you but it just listed all the different cities and and most of them We'll have fewer white Christmases as we move into the middle of this century.
10: I don't know. I mean, I, I still see that part of the United mm-hmm. States, uh, the Northeast, New England, Southeast parts of Canada, which is obviously not the part of the United States, still being cold. Um, I don't see them being impacted by um, the warming of the oceans and the atmosphere because they're so Kind of far north. I, I see Montreal and Ottawa is not having much of a much of a. The only thing I, I see them having more of uh, is probably more storms.
5: Uh-huh.
10: Uh, people probably forget that the greatest single natural disaster ever in the history of I've, I've Canada was the 1998 Canadian ice storm, um, which just basically took down the city of Montreal and Ottawa with about four inches of ice, uh, and that was during an El Nino year. And whenever you have El Nino, you have these long transports of moisture from the Pacific Ocean and the Gulf that go all the way far northward. They, they was still cold, but it wasn't snow; It was just ice. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at the report, Mike, and, and see exactly what they were talking about without just uh, Peggy,
0: that. Peggy called up. Where's this is the out?
4: Montreal Gazette, and I'm oh. looking for the whole list. But uh study they came out with, oh. this is from the 19th, said – that by 2015, Montreal will only have one day in December with a snowfall of more than 0.25 centimeters. I found, yeah, and it's... Um, by, by, by
0: 2050?
4: Yep.
10: Okay. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't believe
4: that at all.
10: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's, okay. a, it's, it's a thing called, uh, if people want to check it out, it's called the White Christmas Index. And... Uh, yeah. That, yeah. And, and oh, they, here we are, yeah.
4: That... Helsinki, Toronto.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Average number of days in December with a snowfall greater than uh, a quarter centimeter. And, uh, and then they, they list them. A
10: quarter centimeter or, or, or 0.25 centimeters. Right, 0.25. Yeah, that, that's basically an inch. Yeah, yeah. 0.25 okay.
4: centimeters. It says projections show Helsinki's yeah. December snow days could be down to 2 centimeters by 2050. Yeah. So they're lo- well, so,
10: well, well, we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, right here it says Brussels, Belgium. Uh, 2009 to 2013 had four. Uh, by 2050, they say zero. Calgary uh, goes from seven to three. Uh, Montreal goes from 12 to one. Ottawa goes from 12 to three. Toronto goes. Yeah, Toronto stays the same. Uh, some of them actually stay the same. Beijing stays the same. Uh, Zagreb, Croatia goes well, from know, four to uh, one.
10: You know, the the odd thing about global warming is we've actually seen more snow um, in the northern tier states. And when I mean northern tier, I'm talking, you know, northern sections of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, even northern areas of New York and New England have seen more snow. what we are also seeing is the days that it's on the ground are less. Mm -hmm. So if you look right now at parts of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Uh, They've had nearly 80 inches of snow so far this year, but with the mild weather coming, they're going to probably lose half, if not 75 percent of it. Uh, And they were were already 44 degrees yesterday in Marquette, Michigan. So this is one of the things that we have to think about with climate variability is not what so much as the change, like the less number of days of snow, but the less number of days of snow that you have snow on the ground. So, And I I still get really irritated by this because you walk around outside on a day like today and you ask people, um, are they worried about climate change or global warming? They'll go, no, I love it. I love when it's 50 degrees on the 22nd of December. But if you go to the people who run Chestnut Mountain or Lake Geneva, where they have that 298-foot hill that they call a, a ski resort, or the UP of Michigan, where they're most likely going to have to worry about slush and they won't let people take snowmobiles out, those are the people are going to go, yeah, we're worried because it's an economic thing
2: mm-hmm. from a
10: standpoint of it hurts their bottom line. But right now, the city of Chicago is loving it because you have a lot of people walking around down at Kris Kringle Market, whatever they call it down there at Daly Plaza. Right. This is actually good for the economy. So you got to be careful about how you phrase certain aspects of climate change and global warming and I, and I say this over and over again this is good for business and it's bad for business
0: got it all right yeah well and 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 it's well as, as we need to what what one of the things we've lost in the world is a sense of nuance uh, it's either all yeah. all, all, all yeah. white or all black but as you know in meteorology right. and science, right. Right. There, there are shades of gray, and that, and and it, and and you have right. to. It depend, right. depends on the situation,
10: right? And and I was out with a bunch of people uh, the other day. We were we were having some holiday drinks downtown. We were all meteorologists, of course, and um, six of the of the eight people there worked in commodities, and they were talking about how the warm weather coming up is terrible for people who own. You know, stocks and natural gas and in heating oil, because right now the demand for that is going to be down low. Um, and you look at other parts of the economy where it actually um, was helpful. So again, it, it really all comes down to the bottom line on how it affects the economy. So again, when I hear reports about, I don't need to be a, you know, a grinch here, but when I hear reports <laughs> about less days of snow, that's really not it. It's, it's not so much how much snow you're getting, but but how much it's on the ground and when it's on the ground. So here we saw all the snow across the UP in Michigan, but yet you're getting to the point where everybody is trying to enjoy it and not to be able to. All right.
0: A we need a re- like a 10-second forecast here.
10: Um, nothing but 40s and 50s around here until next Saturday, guys.
0: <laughs> okay, great. We'll talk to you next week, Rick, and then celebrate the new year. Thanks, man. All right, uh, thanks to everybody on the show, and especially the wonderful slice people. Real butter. Try that for your holidays. Until next time, go green or go home.
13: I I slept through the whole thing.
0: Well, you didn't miss much.